Wake up. Wake up. It's time to get in the zone. Zone. The Race Rat Podcast talks about everything and with anyone to help you grow your brand and business. Here's your host, Evan Shepard. Hello, everyone, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Race Rat Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the difference between a typical education and a financial education and why being educated in one of the two areas or even both of the areas has a significant impact on your ability to build wealth in your life. You know, a lot of people go about life feeling like a victim. They go about life feeling like they can never get ahead. But that's simply not the case, and in today's episode, I kind of want to debunk some things and really provide some insight as to, you know, building wealth is not a rocket science sort of thing. Um, So yeah, before we get into that, I just want to remind you, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. On this podcast, we basically talk about how you can leverage uh, content and social media and, you know, even the amount of income that you make it doesn't even matter really what you make it's about using your money your content your social media whatever to find a way to build not only a financial future but also a future you know social life where you're able to experience the things that you want to experience travel spend your time with the people that mean the most to you i mean that's really the important things in life so my mission my purpose is to try to provide as much value as i can especially to those young adults out there that you know feel like they can't get ahead feel like they might be trapped in whatever sort of situation that they're in right now that the key to you know finding that light is just really finding something that you're really passionate about finding a way to monetize it and finding a way to grow that monetized platform into something that allows you to live an awesome life. So if you have the time, I would really appreciate if you subscribe to the podcast, also left a five-star rating and an awesome review. That's how we get the podcast to rank on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, whatever. Um, So if you have the time to do that, that would be awesome. So getting right into this episode, a lot of the times especially as a young adult, you know, somebody, I'm 20 years old, I've been hearing this since I was like 10 years old, that in order to, you know, I mean, I think, let's be realistic here, anybody goes into a career, number one, because they think they're going to love it, but they also, a big factor is the income that's involved, nobody wants to go into a career that isn't going to, you know, be able to sustain whatever their lifestyle that they want to be, right, if they want to be an artist, they want to be, you know, selling paintings and, and, but also maintaining a certain standard of a lifestyle the same way that a doctor is willing to sacrifice years and years of their lives to go to school and get educated and perform these amazing life-saving things but also at the same time you know be able to join a country club and drive a Porsche and you know whatever it is that they want to do so I wanted to debunk some things because ever since the time that we're kids we always hear that in order to make more money and be more successful because let's be honest here a lot of people define success success as you know the amount of money that you make i don't agree with that but that's just kind of what a lot of people define as successful people and you're always told that in order to do that you need to increase your education right if you want to make more money right you need to get a master's degree. The bachelor's degree is too saturated. There's too many people in the job market. You have to go further into debt to your education. That way you can increase your income, which makes sense, right? A lot of people 
are not financially educated. They don't know how to do the math, and they especially do not understand debt. This country is just riddled with debt. Cars, homes, boats, education. I mean, this country is literally built on debt right now. And what you see is a lot of people are being sold this concept that they need to get higher education you know, through masters and PhDs in order to, number one, separate themselves from their job application pool, but also increase their income. And like I said, it makes sense, right? When you think of a master's degree, right, the typical master's degree is between sixty dollars and $100,000 for a two-year degree, for an MBA, right? So let's be fair here and say that's $80,000. And the average student loan is about 6%. So over the course of about 10 years of paying back that loan, that person's going to fork out about $106,000 out of pocket, give and take a few hundred dollars. So most people are going to take that approach and they're going to go, oh, so that means in 10 and a half years after my master's degree, I'm going to be earning $10,000 more a year in pure profit. That is not the case. They don't under people that tell you that are not financially educated. They don't understand opportunity cost, right? They don't tell you the cost and effect of borrowing $106,000 to increase your income, but not being able to put away money and investments and savings and everything like that as well. So I actually wanted to take a little bit and actually break down the math a little bit about the difference between, you know, maybe getting a bachelor's degree and the difference between getting a master's degree and the actual cost of doing so, right? Because you have so many people that tell you that you have to do that, but it's absolutely not the case, especially if your goal is to, you know, just be able to work a job or, you know, build your own business and be able to retire with, with some money and be able to pass it down to your family. Like if that's your goal, like similar to mine and you don't really care how you get there, as long as it's doing something that you love, then this is going to be like the absolute perfect episode for you. So say you graduate with your bachelor's degree, you decide after you graduate your bachelor's degree, you know, you want to get a new car, you want to get a nice apartment, you know, do the typical things that people after they graduate do with their money. And you decide, you know, you, you start your career and you decide after two or three years of working your career, you're 25 years old, hey, I want to start investing, right? So you decide, let's say you're making $50,000 a year, three years into your career after a bachelor's degree. That's somewhat of a fair assessment, Okay. And you decide that you're making 50, but you're going to start living on 40, okay? So you're going to set aside $10,000 every single year from the time that you're 25 to the time that you're 65. If you can manage to do so, you're going to put away about $5.2 million by the time that you're 65, which, you know, of, co of course, that's not calculating the inflation that's probably going to happen as you, um, as you continue to get older. Uh, basically, the dollar is designed for inflation. So you're going to have about $5.2 million in today's money, if that makes sense. Um, because inflation is also going to inflate stock prices and homes and everything like that as well, not just regular prices. But say you decide at 25, that is the time you want to get an MBA. That is the time you want to go back to school. And once you're done paying off your MBA, you're going to start investing the same amount. So say instead of 25, you start at 35. You're making, you're making sixty thousand dollars a year, but now you're going to live on fifty, and you decide you're going to put away that ten thousand dollars every year. If you invest from the time you're thirty-five, the same amount as if you were twenty-five, thirty-five to sixty-five, you're going to have about one point nine million dollars in retirement, meaning that 
the actual opportunity cost of getting a master's degree for two years is $3.3 million as f- over time as far as a retirement plus $100,000 in debt. So the actual opportunity cost of quote-unquote increasing your income and quote-unquote, you know, getting a degree so that you can, you know, better your lifestyle, the actual cost of that over a two-year a two decision is $3.4 million, million dollars. And that is what people don't understand. The most effective thing you can do as far as, you know, building some long-term sustainable financial help is to start investing as early as you freaking can because compound interest and time is your best friend and not going into debt is also your best friend. There is a Bible quote that says, the borrower is slave to the lender, meaning that whoever has to borrow money, people that have to borrow money to pay for things are always going to be in debt and they're always going to be in servitude to the person that is lending it. And the person who does the lending is the one who will continue to reap wealth and the rewards that come from it. People don't understand that, especially in the United States of America. Everybody is so accustomed to using debt in order to purchase the things that they want. And one of the things that is actually most bothersome, in my opinion, is that we're forcing so many kids at such a young age to make huge financial decisions because that is what worked a few year, you know, a few decades ago. It does not work now, and now we're pushing our own lives and our own, um, you know, perspectives onto kids that are basically ruining their financial future. I'm fortunate enough to have my parents prepared. My parents prepared for college to me. I was told that as long as I stayed in state, I was going to have my college covered, which is something I'm still extremely grateful for, and I understand that that is a something that not a lot of kids get to say. So I'm very, very fortunate for that. Also, at the same time, there are kids that are belt, dealt a worse hand where their parents aren't able to cover things and they might have to go into debt for school. What I want to do is I want to educate people to understand the costs and the benefits of pursuing that, right? Now, you might be sitting there thinking, like, if college is, is so dumb and so expensive, you know, why are you going to college? Well, what I want to do involves going to college. I want to be a financial manager. I want to have my own financial management company one day. That's why I'm so passionate about, you know, escaping the rat race and building up your finances and finding other streams of income. It's because I just take an absolute fascination when it comes to markets, when it comes to personal finance, and when it comes to really, really showing people that they have so much power in their lives to do the same. But I also want to be the person that says, hey, you know, to the kid that's thinking about going, uh, you know, over $100,000 in debt for a bachelor's degree to, you know, eventually want to be an animator or um, eventually want to, you know, be a a Twitch live streamer, right? Like I want want to point out things that like, hey, if that's what you really want to do, the best thing that you can do is work, um, you know, work a job, put away money and pursue it on the side until it you know, until you're able to achieve those sort of things and not go into debt to have somebody teach you what you could learn through experience, through trial and error. Because I I sincerely believe that the worst decision that anybody can make is to go into debt for something without a positive return. You know, a few decades ago when 
your our parents or even maybe some of the listeners here, right? You could attend a university for a thousand dollars a semester, you know, a top end like UCLA. Like, I my dad went to UCLA for like seven hundred dollars, like a quarter or something back in the eighties, like the late eighties. Now a quarter at UCLA, we're we're talking ten, maybe fifteen thousand dollars. There's also people I know that are going to you know. USC for $40,000 a semester, and they're piling on debt to do so. And it college has become so expensive, and it continues the higher you get up. Like, it becomes more expensive, um, you know, for a master's and a PhD, uh, especially because those are higher levels of education. And, and um, you know, we're just, we're being fed this lie that you need to be highly, highly educated in order to be financially successful. When the math tells us that the science to actually being financially well off pretty much doesn't have anything to do with how much money you make or your level of education, usually it comes those who are financially successful are the ones who are able to put away money each month in something that nets a return equal or greater than the you know S and P five hundred index. Uh, you know that's somewhere about in the last. Th- 20 years, I think it's 8%. In the last 30 years, it's 10 to 11% return. Um, And doing that on a consistent basis for a sustained period of time. Another statistic that I kind of want to throw out there as well is that if you're able to put away $300 a month from the time that you were 20 to the time that you were 45, and let's say as soon as you turn 45, you don't put another penny in there. At 65, you will retire with about two and a half to three million dollars, depending on your rate of return. And if you were to continue to pursue that and put away three hundred dollars a month from 45 to you know from all the way from 20 to 65 for those 45 years, you're looking at about 10 million dollars by the time you retire. This isn't rocket science. Three hundred dollars a month is something that, unless you are extremely young and extre- in a, in a very financially tough um, place. It should it should be something that is sustainable for most people. That is the difference between driving a new car and a used car. That is the difference between eating out, if, you know, multiple times a week to once a week. People, you know, that is the difference between going to uh, garage sales or Goodwills, Goodwill on the weekends and flipping stuff for $100 every weekend, right? Like, these are things that are possible. But a lot of the times you're going to see your teachers, you might see your parents, you're going to see the media especially tell you that you are a victim of your circumstance that the one percent are evil that they're wealthy that they exploit people and that of course they're wealthy that was a stupid comment but that they're going to exploit people and that it's impossible boohoo you have to live in a broken system these people do not take the time to actually do the math and the science behind it they are emotional they most likely don't like what they do. They most likely spend way too much of what they make. And, of course, they're always going to tell you that they're feeling that it's impossible because they don't understand what it's like to, you know, truly be financially disciplined. And they don't understand what it's like to, you know, actually, you know, not throw away every single cent that they make in stuff that they buy to impress people that they don't like or to try to make it seem like they're affluent, right? If you really want to be affluent, it's about being disciplined, basically from the time you're young to the time you're older. But the difference is so many kids are uneducated about this, especially when it comes to communities where you know there might not be as much affluence, right? We learn from our parents. We learn from our parents' habits um, you know, about what to do in life. And if our parents are constantly in debt 
and, you know, working a ton of, you know, 50, 60 hours a week. And every time they get enough money, they want to spend it on, you know, a new handbag to look affluent or a new car. Um, you know, those are the habits that people are going to develop. And, and my mission really with this podcast is to, you know, say to that kid that wasn't dealt a good hand, right, who, you know, maybe works at McDonald's into their 20s and 30s, say, hey, dude, if you're 25, don't drive, don't buy a new car like the rest of your coworkers, right? Live at home. Don't, don't try to, you know, buy this new apartment and live this lavish lifestyle. Like be, be humbled, right? Find a way to save up two, $300 a month and you're going to change and you can find a way to do that every single month. You're going to change your life. That is the math behind it. $300 a month from the time you were 20 to 65 is going to net you $10 million by the time you retire. And you can you can check me on all my math. Just go search up compound interest calculator on Google, and you will find that you know you put somewhere between an eight and a twelve percent return. You know, and even you know test it. Test it with one hundred fifty dollars a month if you don't have three hundred. Test it with two hundred dollars a month. Test it with a hundred, and see it over a sustained period of time, and see how much that stuff really adds up. People are going to tell you that you know. Wealth is rocket science and wealth is exploitation because people only see wealth through the eyes of people like Jeff Bezos, who might be like an egomaniac, somebody who has accumulated massive amounts of wealth, but also, um, you know, doesn't appear to be the greatest person, uh, you know, had an affair on his wife, uh, doesn't pay his workers well, uh, doesn't, you know, do a lot of things to help them or put them at risk, you know. But then you have other people like Warren Buffett, who has a $90 billion um, portfolio, who's going to give most of that to charity once he passes away. Bill Gates, the same thing. Mark Cuban, uh, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, somebody who uh, goes above and beyond to make sure that his his employees and the people that help him achieve what he's achieved are you know, met with tons of gratitude. I remember when the NBA first... Um, announced that it was going to shut down for the coronavirus within hours he said that he had already they're already developing a plan to make sure that the workers for the stadium are compensated what they would have been paid if the season had continued you know it's things like that don't let people uh, use their own life experiences and their own feelings about themselves and their and being mad at the world affect what you're able to produce the truth is why should you listen to people if they haven't been able to achieve what you want to achieve? And if your goal really is to, you know, be able to live in a nice area, like my dream life is being able to live on the beach and go golf like multiple times a week, choose when I work out, eat breakfast at like 9am. That's seriously like, like, that's all I want. I, I'm a very simple person. I'm not somebody who aspires to make billions upon billions of dollars. I, I'm not someone who necessarily wants to deal with companies that big like you know someone like elon musk who's working 80 hours a week on on multiple different companies and just trial and error his his uh, ideas i'm someone who wants to have my own business and i want to make as much as an impact on other people as i can and if that affords me the ability to live on the beach and you know go golfing and um you know have eggs and bacon and hash browns for breakfast that is literally all I want right and I don't need billions of dollars to do that I want to be able to when I'm older um, you know be able to pass down my knowledge uh, to my kids I want to be able to be um, you know allow them to pursue their passions and I don't want anybody to 
um, you know, in my family to to struggle financially. I remember, uh, and I've mentioned this before, my father is a business owner and he does well. And, you know, his business is successful and we, we live in a nice middle class area. On the other hand, uh, my mother, who um, is divorced from my father, um, has always struggled with money a bit. Uh, doesn't really understand financial education, has always been, you know, trying to play catch up like most of the world. And <clears throat> there were a lot of tough times when I would go and visit my mom. Uh, we used to like travel on the train to, so I can go visit her. Um, my grandfather would pick us up from the train station in a, in a 40 year old car. Uh, you know, we couldn't, you know, Christmas was, was always really tight. Uh, I didn't want to go out and spend a lot of money on food. You know, money, money was just straight up tight and I don't want people to have to live in those circumstances anymore. The reality is that a lot of people do. A lot of people live in a very, um, it very not a, not having a good relationship with money, and I want to change the way, especially with the way that young people change, uh, think about money, because, like like we said, we just did the math right between a bachelor's degree and a master's degree, right? The difference between starting ten years earlier when you're 25, is, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars in the long run. Not that you like 1.9 million dollars is still plenty of money to retire on. Don't get me wrong. Um. But the truth is, if you really want to be able to, you know, pass things down, um, you know, provide things for your family and make their lives easier, which should be the goal of anybody who is in a family, your goal should be to try to amass as much as you can. And by putting it in stocks and investing it in real estate, you're not exploiting people. You're providing a need, right? You're providing funding for a company, belief in a company. You're providing housing for people. Don't let people trick you into thinking that amassing wealth involves exploitation and that you're evil. Those are people that are not financially educated, and those are people who are unfortunately sold the trap of using debt and the trap of, you know, basically spending everything that they make in order to um, prosper financially. Don't let those people trick you and try to bring you down. It is a not a fun world we live in right now. And there are so many people out there who are genuinely unhappy because of the decisions that they made in their past. They live a life full of regret, and they don't do anything to try to pursue a better future. Everybody else is to blame except for themselves. There's no accountability. But when you're able to truly love what you do, you truly see a vision for your life, and you're okay with failure. It doesn't bother you. The other, the opinions of other people don't bother you because you're just so centered in yourself and uh, your own beliefs. Um, not, not to be closed-minded, but you're so like passionate about what you do and passionate behind reaching that goal of financial opportunity or reaching that goal of starting your own business or you know just reaching that goal of being able to make your life for your family easier then you can't let other people influence you. Not your parents, not your teachers, not your coworkers, not your f best friend. You have to look at the facts. And the facts are, is that 79% of millionaires inherit nothing. Even though that you'll tell you 90, then, uh, even though that my teacher just last week in lecture was arguing, saying that 99% of millionaires inherit everything. 
That's not the math. That's not true. That is factually inaccurate. You also have to understand that these are not rock. This is not rocket science. The math tells you that you find a way to put a few hundred dollars a month away instead of spending it on a Supreme shirt or going, you know, buying a Disneyland pass or buying, you know, a new Mustang instead of a used Toyota Camry. I mean, these are financial decisions we have to make. And the chances are people make these decisions not because they, you know, like I understand Mustangs are cool, but do you want to drive a Mustang because it makes you look tough or do you want to drive a Mustang because you actually enjoy the car? Right. It's probably a little bit of both, but, you know, same thing with Mercedes and BMWs. Are they genuinely better cars than, than you know, a, a Toyota Camry or a Honda Accord? No, it's still going to take you from point A to point B, right? The Mercedes is going to have the nice leather, leather seats. It's got the cool logo, the different design steering wheel, uh, maybe a few new features, right? But the reason the majority of people buy those those cars are because of the logo associates with wealth. And if you try to look rich you're going to be broke whereas if you be more disciplined with your finances you live more humbly and you live without the pressure of other people trying to tell you how to live your life you're probably going to prosper in a way that you don't expect and it's going to benefit you hugely in the long run so i know this episode wasn't super long but i just wanted to like tell everybody like you can totally change your financial future by starting to put a little bit of money away every single month for a sustained period of time. And if you don't give into the societal pressure to get a higher education or don't get into the pressure to, you know, buy these nice clothes, buy a new house, you know, immediately do everything like you're supposed to, right? Quote unquote, supposed to the way that most people live. And you find a way to live more frugally, be more humble with your living, right? You don't have to live in the nicest apartment. You don't have to drive the nicest car. You don't have to do things to impress other people, right? All you need to do is you need to accept that you are on a certain journey, that the most important thing is that you meet your goal on that journey. You don't really care how long it takes because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter as long as you achieve it. And you're able to, you know, legitimately change the path of your life if you're able to do it on a consistent basis. So I hope this episode was enjoyable. If it was, I really appreciate if you would share it to anybody who you feel needs to hear this. Um, I mean, this is the math, people. This is this is this is undeniably fact that if you put a certain amount away each month for a sustained period of time, you're going to find a way to build wealth. You don't have to build a massive Tesla factory. You don't have to build the next Amazon. You literally just have to find a way to be disciplined in your investments. And you don't have to be an entrepreneur to do it as well. You can be, you know, working a, you know, a corporate job for forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, maybe even an Uber driver. Um, you know, there are ways around this. Don't let people tell you that your circumstance or that you living not not living up to their expectations makes you uh, a failure or makes you not enough. Your goal should be to find a way to make yourself as happy as possible. And try to find a way to put money away on a consistent basis and you will change the path of your life forever. Thank you all so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to another kick-ass episode of the Race Rat Podcast. Make sure to leave an awesome review and follow us on social media if you enjoyed. Now get off your phone because it's time to work.